probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism. 75%. If intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected 27,000 hours from first contact. Welcome back to the Thing Minute Podcast, where we discuss John Carpenter's 1982 science fiction horror masterpiece, The Thing, one minute at a time. I'm Harper W. Harris from HarperWHarris.com, and joining me again today is... Blake Myers from the Buried Alive Film Festival. Awesome. Thanks for coming back after after that craziness yesterday. <laughs> oh, man, totally, Harper. It was a good time. So I'm just happy to see this guy's head finally slop off the table. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so today we're talking about minute seventy seven of the thing, which continues that madness from yesterday. With um, the uh, Norris's head is you know slide, continuing to slide off the table, like uh, like you mentioned, and then ends a minute later, some creepy looking little spider legs just peeking their way out of the un- from under the desk. So things continue to uh, to go off the rails a little bit for these guys here at the outpost. <laughs> yeah, so this this minute begins with that head kind of sliding off. And then they're, uh, you know, and then they just keep burning it like there's still, you know, those tentacles and stuff are falling from the ceiling. So they're still kind of just burning it down. And then we cut back to the head and see one of my favorite parts, I think, uh, of the movie is this very, very realistic looking head of uh, of Charles Hallahan, the actor that looks just like him, except that it's got these creepy kind of light blue eyes. And he, then he's, he's got this weird tentacle tongue that shoots out of his mouth and it's like how did they do the tentacle tongue you did you figure that out i'm thinking amazing. I, I, I didn't see anybody talk about it in any of the behind the scenes stuff but i'm guessing that was a reverse shot that maybe yeah, that's what it looks like yeah maybe they had it connected to the chair and then they kind of yanked it off and whipped it around a bunch and then pulled it back into the head but yeah it's like super effective that that whole reverse like shooting something in reverse is something they do a lot in this movie especially earlier with the with the dog stuff and it just works. It's one of those like super simple techniques that works so well for something like this. Yeah, it's like it's a classic trick that it's like, wow, the film's been around about a hundred years and you're still using that classic backwards trick. It's awesome. Yeah. But it just and it makes it feel so like kind of other like it doesn't look fake, but it, it definitely feels kind of weird and off, like on top of the fact that it's a severed head, like shooting a, a tentacle out, like that's pretty weird too. But, yes, the, back, um, the backwards effects gives it a surreal kind of feel. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And then I think adding to the sound effects of that part are really nice, too. There's like that weird, it's it's like a whipping sound, but there's definitely something kind of otherworldly about it, too. And and then when it can, when it connects and latches onto the, that, uh, the chair, the desk that it attaches itself to is like this great kind of snap. So, you know, you really get the, get the sense of what's happening. It, uh, that's, it's one of those times when like, you know, the, the special effects and the sound effects work together really well to sell something very kind of, very kind of weird and, and unnatural. Well, I love how it's like, it has a mission. Like yeah. the thing is trying to like get away and it's trying to like hide from them or whatever. And you know, it, it's pulling itself to a safe place so it can go through its metamorphosis. Yeah, so it's like it's such a creepy thing because, you know, every point in this movie, it's like we see this uh, crazy monster and then there's like 
one single moment where we're like, oh, thank God, like they took care of the monster, <laughs> like they're, they're burning it down. But then obviously, you know, they, we, as, as they kind of clean up the mess and start to put out the fire, we start to see that that head is, you know, hiding from them. And so you're left to wonder like, oh, what, what, like, what's it going to do next? Like, how can we possibly top what we just saw? <laughs> I think the first time I saw this scene, I think I started losing it and started laughing really hard at that. Yeah. That, uh, that spider thing because it's just so over the top. I just like this is awesome, and I can't help but just like giggle and how fun this is. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's. it's I think it's unique in. Uh, I guess you know it's a big part of horror culture. I think that comedy always plays a role, even in the most like insane. Like you know, obviously, if this happened in real life, there's nothing funny about this. Like it's it'd be, like incredibly terrifying. But uh, just the whole like over the top absurdity of it is so. You know, I, I think I, you know I've had had the chance to see this movie in theaters or with with groups of people uh, once or twice. And um, yeah, I have too. It's, it's great. It's such a fun experience, and and this is definitely one of those moments when everybody just loses their minds. And then, yeah, definitely when the spider legs start to come out, it's it is kind of it, it definitely gets a laugh, even though it is kind of insane. You know, it's just like you can't. It's it's almost like a tension breaker kind of thing. Like you can't help it. <laughs> it's the kind of vibe you get when you're in a whole room of people who are like in on the joke. Yeah, and the and you're all having a good time together. It's a lot like when people go to the Buried Alive Film Festival. You know, they've all enjoy the crazy weird horror films we show there every year. It's true. Hey, shame, shameless plug. <laughs> hey, we're going to get as many of those in as we can this week. <laughs> well, it's just it's just a great thing to like, you know, when you see a movie with an audience. And I think that's something that lacks these days. But I think in, probably when this movie came out in 1982, I don't know if people were ready to sit around with a bunch of strangers they didn't know and watch this all together. Because <laughs> if you start laughing, they're like, that guy's that guy's fucked up. Can I, can I say that on this podcast? You definitely can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So they'd be like, "Holy fucking shit! That guy is so fucked up. He is laughing at this really disturbing, fucked up film." That is true. Yeah, I have to wonder if that, that was like a, uh, you know, if that kind of culture was around horror because definitely now there's there's definitely a whole kind of subculture of horror where you know people can really enjoy the craziness and the gore and stuff like that. I think this was maybe just at the beginning of that where that was sort of uh, you know sort of about to start like so, somebody had mentioned in a past episode that you know somewhere around this era was maybe when the gore wars kind of started so you know maybe it, it, this is the beginning of when that kind of culture started to come out a little bit well this is kind of the time of the vhs wars or is this going to be the vhs wars happened like two or three years after this and like no major studio would put any of their films out on vhs because like why would we do that people wouldn't come to the movies to watch our movies anymore and so that's how trauma got in there and Trauma mm-hmm. started playing their really weird, violent, disturbing stuff. And slowly but surely, that's how horror fans knew where they could get real horror movies is go to VHS stores. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think some of the my fondest memories of like watching horror movies, or even when I was I mean when I was really young, I didn't I wasn't really a horror movie kid. I was I liked a lot of like superhero stuff and action movies and things like that. And, but, you know, all, all those kind of genre movies, the, the, you know, going to the blockbuster or Hollywood video or whatever, every Friday night and renting something and going home and watching it was, you know, that was like just a part of part of every weekend. So, you know, that, that was, that is, was a kind of a fun culture. It's, it's too bad that that's kind of gone away for the most part. Uh, I still love going to uh, our local video rental place, Videodrome and, and renting stuff when I can, but um, yes, major shout out to those guys. I've rented many a horror movie from them over the last several years. <laughs> I've got a great collection, but yeah, I think you're right. Um, watching, but yeah, I mean, like you said, watching 
horror movies especially with an audience is a uh you know it's a special kind of experience it's very different than watching a horror movie by yourself um you know watching a horror movie by yourself can either be kind of you know it depends on the movie obviously but it can be kind of boring or it might even be it might be scarier in some cases cuz you know you get kind of creeped out if you're sitting in the dark by yourself watching but it's such a fun experience to watch a horror movie with a bunch of other people because a big part of horror movies are you know people's reactions to what's happening Oh, yeah. I love going to a movie where somebody jumps out of their skin and screams the whole time. Yes, because that's that's awesome. That's what you're going to remember about that movie. Like, you know, if, if you got, you know, I'd love to have a chance to watch this movie with somebody. Actually, I just did. It was funny. I just watched this movie uh, with my mom for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and, uh, great. It's a great movie to watch with moms. It is. She's a she's it's funny. She's been listening to the podcast, but had never seen the movie. And I was like, all right, we, we, I have to sit down and make you watch this so that you won't get spoiled on everything listening to this show. But uh, <laughs> and it was such it was such a blast to kind of see somebody's reactions to it who you know didn't know that this was about to happen and just how you know just how insane this whole scene is uh it was so, it was so fun to see that reaction and you know it's a big part of a big part of the horror movie culture i think oh hell yeah hell yeah that's why we put it on the very live film festival to watch people's reactions to these crazy as hell weird bizarro films we found and we're like are we crazy is this any good i think it's good i think other people would like this <laughs> yeah i mean i guess if you know i would guess that you know when you guys are trying to decide which movies to show it's the uh it's the ones that really get a reaction out of you that make you laugh out loud or, or jump or you know get feel creeped out those are the ones that probably get top of the list i would imagine yeah, those and ones that have wieners in them. <laughs> that's all. That's always a plus, right? I'm like, wow, this movie's got dicks in it. These guys went to the next level. They're in. <laughs> that's always that's always a, a a surefire way. So yeah, if you're a filmmaker and you're listening to this, there's a there's a big tip from Blake on how to get your movie into a Buried Alive Film Festival next year. <laughs> More wieners. More wieners. That's the key. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, we it, no, that is exactly how a movie gets in. I'll be watching it, and they're like, "Wow, I've never laughed at a movie like that before." Um, it's it's great when you find when you watch you know when you watch twenty five bad movies and you finally get one that really blows you away. It's great. It's good feeling. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, just just for a, a fun tangent for a second, what uh, is there anyone that you've uh, from this year, either a feature or a short, and anything that kind of stood out to you like that that you had like a huge reaction to and was like, I I have to put this in the festival for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. There was a, who's watching Oliver is our feature that plays on Saturday at four o'clock and it is equal parts disturbing as it is just romantic and cute. And (laughs) every moment you think it's going to just be so terrible, it turns out to be really nice and everything. It's one of those movies that keeps you guessing all the way. And I really appreciated it. And it's, um, it's a Taiwanese American co-production has a very interesting feel to it. So that was one of my, one of my favorite features we're showing this year for sure. Yeah. And I actually just got a chance to watch that one today um, in, in prepping for the festival. And it's, it's definitely an interesting movie. It's, it's weird. And I, I, I can say for sure that I've never seen anything quite like it. We were talking about before we were recording that it is kind of like this weird fairy tale meets torture porn kind of thing, which sounds like it wouldn't work, but it actually works really well. (laughs) Like, it's one of those movies that definitely kind of makes you like, you know, you're like, oh, and then you're like, oh, why did I say that? <laughs> uh, it's it's a pretty yeah, yeah exactly. It makes you feel dirty and, and it makes you feel good. It's like, oh, I can't believe this movie's going where it is, but it's 
done it well. It's directed <laughs> and written and shot by a guy who's been – his name is uh, Richie Moore. And this is his first feature film that he's directed. But he has been a cameraman on tons of films since like the early 90s. Uh, he was uh, the A-unit camera operator for The Hangover Part 2, plus like, you know, 30 other films. So it's it's great to see someone who's been working in the industry so long decide to go ahead and make and produce their own uh, – all of their own content. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is always cool to see that. I, I love seeing when people who work in other departments kind of – you know, come up with their own idea and, and put a, put a whole production together based around that. And it's and you get a u- really unique vision from that because you know that's one of the cool things about that movie too is it's shot really really well. Obviously, because the guy you know by trade is a camera operator and, and DP, so um, you know that's obviously paid. He gives special attention to the cinematography, so it is always cool to see how that happens. Yeah, exactly. Let's see. I need flares, a parka, kerosene, dog food. Wow, who knew moving to an Antarctic base would be so expensive? And I haven't even started looking for roller skates and giant hats yet. It's a good thing I'm using Amazon so I can get the best price and get this stuff fast. And since I'm using thethingminute.com slash Amazon, a small portion of my purchase goes to help The Thing Minute to help support the podcast. Now if I can just get some of the listeners to use thethingminute.com slash Amazon, I might just be able to afford that flamethrower. So, uh, yeah, so back to The Thing, we've got uh, Norris's cre- Norris's head is creeping across the floor, like reeling in this tentacle thing, and uh, that's one of my favorite sound effects in the movie too. Is his weird like breathing that's going on? It's, oh, right. It's like this weird phasey flanger thing that's going on. It's just like it's just breaths, but like it's you know the, the sound design team does a fantastic job of making even that like very creepy and otherworldly and, and cool sounding. And it's it's uh it's kind of an iconic sound for the movie, I think. Oh no! It totally, it, it it really brings forth the struggle that that thing is going through to like get itself pulled across the room. Yeah, so I it, love it. it. It makes it across, and um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like the way it's cut, it's like they just miss seeing it, like because there's all this like you know there there uh, there's all this smoke, and then they're you know shooting the fire extinguishers at it, so there's all this like dusty fog in the room and everything so they like just miss seeing it so they don't they don't realize that part of it has escaped um and then as as they're kind of worrying about putting the fire out we see this great kind of silhouetted shot from behind it where these these giant spider legs start growing out of the out of the sides of the head and then these weird like eye tentacles come out of the top um and that i I love that shot because it's one of those things where like it's uh, it probably came out of a practical thing, but the way that it's shot in kind of silhouette is just so creepy and stylistic and effective. Um, just to kind of see it from the back with all that fog rolling in from the fire extinguishers in front of it is super cool. But uh, and the sound effects again there too of it's like celery snapping or some kind of cool foley like that of, of those legs like cracking and growing out of it is just so creepy and awesome. You know, I think I think it, it's a good contrast to the effect that just happened in the last minute mm-hmm. where like, you know, you can see all the effects right there in your face and, you know, all the different colors and craziness. And, you know, the the uh, the effects and the special effects work was so on display. But then the shot where he's turning into a spider creature is so like you're saying in the shadows and it's like almost in silhouette. Mm-hmm. It kind of has this kind of like. They're high. It's it's it, they're they're going to this new level of like weird. That they're pushing into the shadows, and I appreciate how they do that because it seems like they're ramping you down and out of that scene. 
Yeah, I think you're right. It is. It, it feels almost like a kind of a, a more classic horror feel to it than like, you know, what we just saw was like about as crazy and in your face and, and modern as, as you could possibly get. I mean, that's maybe part of the reason why this movie didn't do so well is that it was a little ahead of its time in terms of what it, <laughs> what it showed. But yeah, that that part with the the kind of silhouetted spider legs is very it does kind of it's crazy and it's in, in, insane. It's maybe just as crazy as that spider that came out of the chest, but it's done in a much more kind of subdued way to kind of, uh, you know, maybe tone you down and, and think, OK, this thing's about to either attack or escape. But I think it I think it does a good job of explaining how it's hiding. Yeah. And like it doesn't want people to know. So it's kind of like it's kind of like this is what's going on where people can't see. Whereas everything we just saw is like, holy shit, I see that. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a contrast. And it's the way it's edited is really nice because all, mm-hmm. all the characters are really concerned about the fire and about, you know, the creature they just saw. But they they, they have no idea what's happening on the other side of that table. And, and we know that something's over there, which, you know put some tension into the scene that might not be there if they, if, you know, if they were looking straight at it while this was happening. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, a historically cool shot. Everyone loves it. There's t-shirts that are dedicated to Mm -hmm. that creature. I mean, it's everything. It's awesome. Yes. And, uh, and we'll get into a little bit more. We'll see it a little bit more up close uh, tomorrow, but um, yeah, I'm guessing here, I think, I think I saw that they used, they're pushing those legs up from under the floor. So they're like, going up through the head and then coming down is how, kind of how they did those legs, which is really neat. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that like could have, could have looked really goofy, but instead really comes out looking iconic and classy and, you know, and creepy all in one. It's awesome. It is. So um, yeah. And then this, this minute ends with uh, we get just for half a second, we see those spider legs under the desk kind of starting to move around. We, you know, we haven't really seen it up close yet. Um, oh, but I did want to mention, I like that just before that, uh, McCready is, as they're putting out the fire, he like, he yells to windows to get in there. And when <laughs> the look on windows face is pretty priceless, <laughs> uh, we, we've talked about how windows is maybe kind of like a stand in for the audience in some parts of this movie. And this is, that's, this is one of them where he's like, he, he's like maybe somebody who ran out of the theater at that point And the, you know, their, uh, their girlfriend or boyfriend is yelling at them to come back in and like, yeah, the scary part's over. Like get back in here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he's just like, Oh my God. He's like, you know, got his, his hand on his head. He's like total, totally shell shocked. It's a, it's a, it's a great bit of acting from him. I think <laughs> it's the, it's the one guy who actually would do what the audience would do. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it works pretty well here. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's more or less everything I had for this one. Anything else you wanted to mention for minute seventy seven? No, man, I can't. I can't believe that's only minute seventy seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Cool. So um, yeah, so that'll wrap up this one. But uh, don't forget, you can always check us out on Facebook and Twitter at the Thing Minute. Uh, so you can join in the conversation there and give us your theories about the thing and you know your favorite parts, your favorite monsters. I know a lot of people have said that this uh, this is their favorite part of the movie. So definitely uh, join in and tell us why on uh, on Twitter and Facebook. But yeah, as you're doing that, don't forget to come back tomorrow for another episode of the Thing Minute. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to thethingminute.com. There you'll find the show notes with links to anything we talked about on this episode and lots of other resources on The Thing. You can also find us on Twitter at The Thing Minute and on Facebook at facebook.com slash thethingminute. But most importantly, subscribe, rate, and review us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. 
Check out other podcasts like this at moviesbyminutes.com and be sure to head over to starwarsminute.com to listen to the team that started it all. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Harper signing out.